This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by Amber Johnson with Rarity Photography. Nothing gets Amber Johnson more excited than an amazing picture. She's got affordable pricing. She makes sure that her clients are valued and is a top priority. She always makes sure to give direction when she shoots. It's her job to make sure you know exactly what to do and how to do it. Quality you can count on for five years of experience. With so many people out there calling themselves professionals, it's important to hire someone that knows their camera and knows what they're doing. Each session comes with a free CD of edited images. Don't forget, you always need pictures for your high school seniors, engagements, weddings, families, newborns, children's, and special events, including the holidays. And you can get a hold of Amber Johnson with Rarity Photography at Facebook at Rarity Photography. You can email her at rarityphotos at gmail.com. And Johnny, how do you get a hold of her on the horn? You can give her a nice phone call at 863-303-3789. And once again, that is Rarity Rarity Photography. Hello, Internet. My name is Johnny Womack, and of course I have... Deuce, what's going on, man? Hey, Deuce. Of course, this is the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce, but this isn't just a regular episode. This is our best of 2014. That means what our favorite games are for the year. But we have a special guest on today's episode. You may have heard his voice in a previous episode. He is Mr. Jason Kuntz. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, man. Welcome to the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. Live in studio this time. <laughs> yes, yes. Not on, not on uh, the, the, the old cell phone. Cell phone. <laughs> yeah, much better than last time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you get to hear the sexy voice of Jason Kuntz. Well, there's also one other thing he gets to do now that he's live in studio. He gets to do the good old-fashioned Deuce Salute. Deuce Salute. Every episode starts off with the Deuce Salute. Mm. <sighs> That's what I'm talking about. Tasty. Oh, yeah. Tasty goodness. So, guys... We've been playing a lot of games this year. Mm-hmm. Lots of games. Oh, yeah. It's been a lot of fun. I thought we'd start off with, like, we could go on forever about our favorite games, right? Oh, we There's could. so we many could. different games. Um, but I thought we'd start off with our one to five, but starting off with our number five. Yeah. And since Jason is our special guest today, I'd like to start off with Jason. What is your fifth best game of 2014? Oh, man. Okay. Um this is, if anybody knows, you know, I work at Ubisoft. I used to work on a game we had there called Duel of Champions, which is a card game. Uh, so I think this is going to really hurt a lot of people if they're if they're friends with me that they've, they've been following that. I'd have to say my number five is probably Hearthstone this year. Really? The Blizzard uh, the, uh, card game that they put out? Yeah, and this, this one actually pains me quite a bit to say because, you know, I, I worked on a direct competitor to it. But right. honestly, they, they put out such a quality game. It is a lot of fun. It's right. it's it's deceptively deep. Yeah. You know, at first I was like, man, this is this doesn't have as much depth as the game I'm on. Right. And I, you know what? Kudos to them. They put out an absolutely amazing product. Their turnaround time's fantastic. It oh, is. yeah, definitely. You know, they, they come out of nowhere. They released the iPad version out of nowhere. They just released the Android version. Which I just nowhere. downloaded, and I love it. It is fantastic. And credit where credit is due to Blizzard. They marketed the the hell out of this game because I remember they did launch parties at Player One where it was like you came out and you actually had tournaments and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I think once you get in the gamer community like that and you're going to the video game bars like Player One Video Game Bar in Orlando or you're going to these different places to promote your product and giving away free stuff, I think that's like a huge, huge key. Mm -hmm. So. 
the marketing campaign was brilliant because I don't even play games like that, and I I know what Hearthstone is. I can yeah. tell you all about the game, and I know yeah. nothing about you know phone games for the well, most part. I also think the title of the game is very uh, smart too because yeah. you're going to pull people in that play World of Warcraft for sure. So here was it oh, is Hearthstone War- colon Heroes of War. Uh, something. What it's, is it called? It's Hearthstone. Here's like Warcraft. It's it's actually a, a branded World of Warcraft game. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's going to get that type of audience in to play this. See, that, and I didn't even know that because yeah. I've never played World of Warcraft, but I know all about Hearthstone, but I didn't know that that was even tied together. Yeah. yeah but, they did some brilliant marketing where if you played uh, enough games in Hearthstone, you got items in World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. that's brilliant. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. great cross-brand marketing. Like, absolutely oh, yeah. fantastic. I, I I played on PC when it first came out, and then I didn't. My PC died, and then I got a new PC, and then I found out I got when I get home I get super lazy and I don't want to take out my PC. So I was like, God, if I had an iPad, I'd play the I'd play the heck out of yeah. Hearthstone on there. Well, you're like me. You look at a computer all day, and you do not all right. want to look, at, look computer at a computer when you get day. home. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> like, I want to look at my big screen TV and yeah. play some PlayStation. Yeah, so I was like, oh, man, I heard there's going to be an Android version, please. And then I was at like a week before Christmas. All yeah. of a sudden, they dropped the Android version. Boom. Now, the caveat is it's a six-screen or larger, six-inch screen or larger. So if you have like a six – is that necessary? enough? No. No. Yours is, I think yours is like a 4.5. iPhone yeah. 5, so that's Or a 5-inch. Yeah, uh, 4. So that 5. wouldn't be big 4.7, I think, actually. Okay. That's what a, uh, an iPhone um, 5 is. Um, but I love the fact that if you have a screen large enough, right. that's the only thing. Like, if it's you, if you have a 6-inch screen or a Note 4, you can play it on there. Yeah. It, it's not really the operating system. It's more of the size you of the screen. You just need a, a big enough play area. Yeah. So uh, I played it. I probably logged in. 25 hours into it since I since it came out like yeah. a week, two weeks ago I was just I'm dying I'm just been playing because it's an easy game to play on the couch I'm sitting here just playing 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 and playing yeah. and and uh, I didn't even play against people I'm I'm just playing the solo stuff so I can get more cards and do all this and they have like these little achievements you can get and then you get gold and then you trade in your gold for yeah. cards and all that stuff and they were rewarding players with the uh, what was it the gnome or what was it the uh, they had like the new, the new expansion, expansion pack yeah, yeah so that was really cool um, but. So, for people that don't know what Hearthstone is, Jason, it's, it's like like you said, it's a card based game similar to I wouldn't say it's like Magic, but it's kind of it's like still very similar. It's to similar magic, to Magic. Yeah. So, if you Magic players out there are like, hey, I've never had a chance to play it, you might find something of interest here because it's yeah. a similar you know concept, you know, but you know, obviously digital. Yeah. And one other thing, actually, if you're into like battling against other people, player versus player type games, honestly, it's worth giving it a shot. Hearthstone is being really supported by Blizzard in the competitive scene. Yeah. I mean, if you guys get the chance, go online, check out the World Championship they did, like the setup. You can actually see the giant uh, like area that they made with the Hearthstone-esque fireplace in the oh, back. Wow. Oh, it cool. looks really awesome. cool. It's worth checking out. Oh, yeah. So, Jason's pick was Hearthstone. That's obviously, if you didn't hear, it is available on multiple platforms, PC, uh, iPad, and Android. So, check it out. Yeah, man. Kyle Deuce. Okay. Your number five best game of the year. My number five best game of the year, because to, to bust in my Hulk Hogan impression, because <laughs> let me tell you, brother, I love paying Jason's paychecks. <laughs> so my number five game is definitely Far Cry 4, because I've had so much fun of playing that. I've actually kind of been marathoning through it, because with the PSN and all the problems that they had with the hackers over Christmas holidays, it was one of the few games that finally wasn't giving me any issues so i finally was able to play it and logged in a lot of time on it right it's just fun and i don't know a better way to put it but it's 
I love Far Cry 3 so much. I set the bar really high for 4, which a lot of times for me is uh, setting somebody up for failure. Because when I put the yeah. bar that high, I'm like, okay, they're not going to be able to reach it. Well, they reached expectation because all I wanted was the same thing, but a little bit different. And that's mm-hmm. what I got. There's so much more you can do with the animals. Yeah, There's, I heard that was really cool. With the, Oh, yeah. my goodness, yeah. Just the hunting the animals and just how crazy it is. Because like I'll be in the middle of a fight and... I'll throw out a chunk of meat, and then a tiger will come and <laughs> right. start attacking the guys yeah. in front of me. Or, you know, I'll be in the middle of a fight, and a big giant hawk will, like, come down and start attacking me. So now I've got to fight the hawk <laughs> and the bad guys. I mean, the environment is just as much a part of the game as well, anything else. Exactly. Well, I haven't had the chance to play it yet. Right. It's definitely on my radar. I've had, I have a lot of games on my list that I'm going through right now. Yeah. Um, but what, I, what I've what i been told by several people and, and you know, Jason, you know, he works for the company that made yeah. the game, and I don't know if Jason's had much cham- chance to play the game at all. Have you had a chance to dabble yeah, in it? It's a great game. I mean, yeah. I've, I've seen it in the office quite a bit. I actually sit right next to their two community, community managers. That oh, we have wow. On the title. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Tori, Megan, fantastic gals. They're amazing. Yeah. They kick so much ass with the game. Oh, yeah. Um, but but just seeing what the team accomplished with it is really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm really proud of them. They're awesome. Um, but. There's a lot of just neat little features that I've seen in the game oh, yeah. that they added in that are like like what you're saying with the animals. The environment is as much of an enemy. It as is as the, the enemies are, are right? Because you're always having to fight against the elements and things going on around you. And the marketing campaign was a story every minute, and it's the truth. I mean, like every minute something's changing. Like I'll be running to a mission and. This convoy goes by, and it's like, oh, take out the convoy and take it back to your buddies, and you can do that. Or you'll be running, and you know some of the golden path that you're fighting with are getting jumped by the bad guys, and you can go help them out and get more karma. And there's there's so much side stuff going on. That, that Prime example, I was playing the other day. I was going to a mission, and for three hours, ended up going doing a little side quest because they just kept popping up. And right, I'm like, right. well, I'm going to help these guys out because you get you know guns for hire tokens, and you get karma, and other things that help level you up and you get skill points for doing it so it's like by the time i got to the mission i'd almost leveled out of the mission because i was so it was a cakewalk because i'd done all the side missions which was awesome for me but i'm I'm having so much fun with it well what what i've been told by several people is and you can you guys can vouch uh is like jason said it's a living breathing world it's a world where it's going on no matter what you're doing yeah a friend of mine told me he was playing and he was on top of a cliff and way far in the distance, he saw a bear, uh, bear fighting a panther. Yeah, that didn't have anything to do with what you're doing. No, that's just its own thing. It is going on no matter what you do, and that's fascinating to me. The mm-hmm. fact that this, this, there's these events going on throughout the whole world that's going on in the no game. No matter if you're involved or not. No matter if you're involved, and that makes it more real, more believable. There's a life there. It's a yeah. living, breathing world that you're in, and that's. I think that sells a lot. It tells a big story. Yeah. So there's, there's two more things, like animal wise, that I yeah. think are, are worth mentioning. One. I can say the Eagles are dicks. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I told a story when I first reviewed the game. I was fighting a honey badger, and I had like two arrows in him. I needed one more. And this hawk just came down and took the son of a bitch. And I'm right. like, damn it, I needed that skin. And, and I'd already put two arrows in him. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. It just took it and just hauled ass. Well, you just you just said the second one that I was going for is the honey yeah. badgers, because they don't give a... <laughs> they don't. They, they don't. don't. Like, I think they took the meme, because no. I'm sorry, I don't think a real honey badger is much of a badass as it is in the game. I think they took the meme and just ran with it because he is like he is almost on par with the Bengal tiger and i'm like yeah there's no way that little ass honey badger is is deadly as the Bengal tiger but in that game it is yeah so number five for deuce is far cry four all right 
now. Johnny, I think this is your turn. This is my turn. Let me just preface my comments. Everything on my list is probably different than, but well, definitely different. Definitely different than mine. Okay, number five. Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U. Yeah. What a fantastic game. Uh, wow. Th- this iteration is amazing. Um, they they threw everything with the kitchen sink into this game. Yeah. It is the best Smash has ever looked in the, and arguably the best it's ever played uh, yeah. because of the frame rate. It's 60 frames solid throughout the whole, the whole game. Uh, it's in 1080p, glorious 1080p. Uh, so everything looks and sounds amazing. Uh, there's no lag. It's no delay. Um, I still feel bad for all of you guys out there that haven't gotten a GameCube controller adapter. Those things have been oh, sold yeah. out forever. And, of course, uh, as we said before, we we did an unboxing video for the Super Smash Brothers bundle for Wii U. So we got to go into more details about that. But, uh, Jason, have you had a chance to uh, play Smash Wii U yet? I haven't. Uh, I you have just to... got a Wii U, right? Yeah, I did. I just picked up he a Wii U. just got one. When? Like the other day? Like about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Oh, wow. So he's part of the Wii U family. Now. Oh, that's cool. It's so actually my first of the new generation, yep. if you want to call it consoles. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I made so. my decision. I uh, I figured I can get most of what I want to play on Xbox and, and PlayStation on my PC already. Yeah. Right. So let me get something I know that's going to be unique. Exclusive to the console, because no one else can you know have yeah. a... you know Mainly, you have a Nintendo machine for Nintendo games. Correct. Well, I'm telling you what, after that whole hacker scandal that happened during Christmas where PSM was down... Well, we'll go over all five. that in another episode, but yeah, that was the only system that was really working uh, other than your it PC... It put me was, about three more steps closer to getting that Wii U, because yep. I was like, you know My what? My Wii U was working perfectly. Your Wii U was working I like no champ. You're like, I don't have any problems. I'm playing all the new games I got for Christmas, and I'm like, yeah. son of a bitch! Because <laughs> like half of my shit was like... <laughs> right. You definitely gotta. Uh, if you don't get it, definitely play it. So it's, oh. it's pretty awesome. Might have to show you after we get done recording a couple yeah. of matches. It's well, it's amazing. Well, just because I haven't played doesn't mean I've been following it. Yeah. I think one of the coolest things I've seen is there's a lot of intricacies. Like I'm okay. You yeah. guys know me. For people that are listening that might not, I'm yeah. huge into competitive gaming. Oh, I yeah. love esports. I'm I'm a huge diehard fan of the, of the competitive scene in most titles. And Nintendo put a lot of intricacies in the new Smash Brothers. There's already people that have figured out, like a back, a back in Melee, there was wave dashing. Yeah. L canceling. Like, right. Yep. And there's actually something in this game called perfect pivoting that people yep. have yeah. found already, mm-hmm. where it's just able to position your character just slightly, being able to punish the enemy players without, you know, putting yourself in a bad position. Yeah. And someone else has already taken that to a next step. I think they're calling it like Zaw dancing or something yeah. like that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, like, there's already a lot of intricacies at the top level of play, yeah. and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch in tournaments. Oh, That's yeah. what's got me excited. Well, and also, this works online. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Brawl had its issues, uh, and uh, you, you couldn't really play online with people. It was You could hardly ever connect. If you did, it was slow and laggy. This is a really cool... Another thing to mention is people are figuring out side B attacks now. Certain characters, you can actually have directional where you want to go with it now, oh, wow. which is really awesome. Um, so... There's a lot of, uh, like you said, a lot of intricacies uh, in this game that I just love. And, and we, we won't go any more about it because, you know, I did a review on it. So definitely check out our review on uh, Smash Wii U. So, yep, that was my number five best games of 2014. Counting down to number four, Jason Kuntz. What is your fourth favorite game of 2014? All right. So originally I was going to try to go through this list without mentioning any uh, Ubisoft titles because I, I kind of feel, I almost kind of feel like it's cheap. I don't know. Like uh, It's not cheap, man. No, man. It's not pandering. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry. You're no. good. Um, but to be fair, I, I only work on a few games, and, and this isn't one of them, although we'll see later on. <laughs> um, uh, my number four game is South Park. 
South Park Stick of Truth. Yeah. And I'm going there just because I feel like I, I'm a huge RPG fan, yeah. and they perfectly put together the the uh, humor aspect, the the wittiness that I would expect from yeah. South Park, while still having a little bit of like the, I guess you could say the sophomore humor that I would yeah. expect of a title with that name, yeah. uh, and. Overall, it was just darn fun. It's, in yeah. my opinion, the best licensed game ever made. That's yeah. a bold oh, wow. statement, but yeah. it is. Is think about licensed games. How they usually have a bad a stigma with them. You know, really bad licensed yeah. games. True. You have, you know, I mean, you go out throughout the years. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and and, and PlayStation One. There's all these just people just cashing in on these. You know, Scorpion Returns movie, and I'm like, who wants that? Yeah. You know, and it just the, the game and all these games are just horrible. No one really does a good job with these licensed games. Yeah. Not until Rocksteady started doing the Batman Arkham series. Yeah. Oh, no one had fantastic. really made good licensed games up to the yeah. point. There's a little small little gems here and there, but I felt like this is one of the best collaborations I've seen from a long time. And it's a game that they didn't put out in a year. Like they put time into it. You know, it was actually delayed. I think a lot of time. So and it shows. And the, the irony behind it is they they make fun of the fact that their character, the animation, isn't really all that great. But I yeah. think that makes it excel and run smooth in the game. Cause yeah, they, because the, you got to think they're not using all the 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 data or storage or RAM or whatever you call it on graphics, they're using it on the gameplay mechanics. And it's also the first time they've ever shown the whole world, like their whole city opened up into a full map. Well, that they was, had to create it from the ground up. Yeah, because this. they said that was the hardest thing. Matt Stone and Trey Parker said in an interview, they said the hardest thing with making this game is we had to map out South Park because yep. we kind of knew where everything was, but we never sat down and actually mapped it. And they said yeah. because we were making this game, we had to sit down and make an official canon Right. map this is where everything is in the city i was like wow that's that's pretty cool that they did that for the game and the fact that they did all you know most of the voices like they do in their in the show and they brought back some of the old cast uh, that was really awesome uh the music actually blew me away because the whole if you didn't know but it's based off like a like a dungeons and dragons you know kind of thing where everyone's kind of creating their own world and whatnot but they throw in music that's super orchestral and i'm like god it's, but they have cart but the, the but the the thing is also cartman's voice in there humming with the music i'm like all right, that's funny. Yeah. They just like these little intricacies that I don't think a lot of companies like. If you would have had another company go in and and you know another team work on the South Park game, it wouldn't yeah. be the same. It wouldn't have that magic touch to it. Like, well, I, I will say this, and, and not to suck up to Jason's bosses, but I think it's because Ubisoft made it because Ubisoft put the time and the love in and worked so hand in hand with the creators. Wasn't it self published with Obsidian? Wasn't it? I think Obsidian had had a hand in it as well. So. Yeah. Uh, both did a phenomenal job of um, you know crafting this world. Yeah. Um, the only thing that Deuce and I want so bad is we want to port to the next gen. Yeah, consoles. talk to your bosses, man. Like I want a <laughs> PS4 version. Like, I have any with that. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, maybe maybe you'll see him at the coffee machine and be like, um, "Hey, that Deuce would love a PS4 copy." I actually, I actually got it for PC because um, yeah. that for me it was easiest two buttons and scroll, and then you yeah. have your D, and then you have your W. Once you figure out the the shouts. Yeah. It's easy. So, yeah. I, so kudos to Obsidian because they yeah. were definitely the developers on there. We just yeah. published it. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was it was a fantastic game. I I loved every minute of it. Me too. We'll get into that later for me. Yeah. So, oh. hint hint. Yeah. All right, Deuce. What okay. is your fourth favorite game of 2014? Okay, my number four is kind of a wild card, but at least I know you can pipe in on this one, and it's Wolfenstein: The New Order. Ooh, I. Really, Ooh. really enjoyed it because I saw like the previews for it, E3 and everything. And I'm like, this looks good. And when it came out, it was kind of a dry spell for PS4 because it was near the beginning of the PS4's life cycle when it came out. 
And I was like, you know what? I, I just want a new game for my PS4. So I'm like, I'm going to pick this up. So I picked it up. I started playing it. And I fell in love with it. And I even called you while I was playing it the first night. I'm like, Johnny, you've got to play this game. It is amazing. Yeah. And it, it took something that could have been so cheesy because, you know, you've got your big, you know, man character that's kind of fighting the bad guys and the Nazis. And it could be such a, just a goofball B-movie cheese fest. But the writing was so good. Like, it told a really in-depth story about war and how war changes people. And how not only does it change the people in the war, but the people affected by the war. And just... It told, like, I wasn't expecting a story that deep. I was expecting, okay, I'm going to go in, shoot a bunch of Nazis, have a good time, you know, whatever. But this was, like, a really in-depth story. Well, I loved it because uh, I got to borrow your copy yeah. after you're finished. Um, and I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. No because way! Th- there's the, the average Metacritic score, I think, was 70-something percent, which yeah. is, it's not a bad game. It's no. decent. Nothing mind-blowing. Yeah. But uh, for me, it was like when I went to play, I wasn't expecting anything playing this. Have you had no. a chance to play this, Jason? No. It's it is awesome. it is really cool. I think it's multiple platforms. I think yeah. it's on all the systems. Um, but it runs really well on the current gen consoles. Oh, the PS4. It the graphics on it were stunning. Well, it Just was stunning. The the they were able to hand they were able to get full sixty frames um, on the PS4 and the Xbox One, which no problem. They couldn't really push full sixty frames on the PS3 right. and the uh, 360. So it is dragged a little bit on it. But what I loved about it was it was over the top. But yeah. a good, but but not to its uh, not too in a cheesy factor. Yeah, it wasn't cheesy, but the the mechanics were great. The mm. characters I actually got behind. Uh, they threw in some because the whole idea is what if the whole story is what if Nazi or what if Germany won won the won war. war. Yeah. So it's like so everything's kind of taken over. Everything is kind of inhabited by Nazi Germany. The whole yeah. world is, and so you're you're this like outlaw rebels that are trying to overthrow. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, kind of like the rebels in you know in Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. In Star Wars. You know, being you know, Star Wars not here. I just didn't expect it to be as good as it was. No. Uh, I would give it a solid eight out of ten. We didn't review yeah. it for the year, but I yeah. really, really enjoyed the game. I probably would too. I would I recommend might even it. I'd recommend it. Yeah, it's um, amazing. Fantastic game. I uh, don't take it too seriously. No, so. I mean, it, and it's one of those things. Like when I picked it up, I didn't expect it to be as serious as it was because I mean, especially once you start getting near the end, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody because I'm sure you can get it cheap. So it's right. if you've got a PS4, or Xbox One, it's a definite go out and get it, play yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it has some really interesting things to say about war and how war changes us as a person and how we cope with war being somebody with PTSD. How right. do we cope with that? And it's got like a lot of really deep things to there's say. There's a lot of layers there yeah. if you really want to take the time. Like there's notes you can pick up, yeah. but people written when they're in concentration camps and stuff. Yeah. Like There's all these yeah. little things that if you really want to go through the game and really like open up the find the pieces of the story yeah, if like you want to like pull the layers back there's a story onion, without a story all, happening yeah. amongst all the cheesy over the top you know shooting people and all this stuff there's like this awesome little story that they've crafted it's actually probably almost too intelligent uh, for some people to really kind of get around it I know yeah. it sounds kind of funny but what the, the source of this game is all about but yeah. it was actually Machine Games this is their very first games yeah uh, the only way they had the, they were able to get this game was because it was published by Bethesda. Bethesda, yeah. you know, from the Elder Scrolls games. Yeah. Um, so thanks to Bethesda, this game wouldn't have been out with, with Bethesda no. leaving in this company, you know, Machine Games, putting out their first game. And to be honest with you, I'm going to buy whatever Machine Games' next title is just to support it them. It was solid. Yeah, yep. because it was a solid, solid game. Yep. Sounds good. 
I think you guys just sold me on this. I haven't played it, but it's, it's so, so much, much fun, fun, and you can Jinx. find it. Yeah, <laughs> and you can find it now. I, I don't know about PC because PC is different, but you can find it for like the PS4 and the Xbox One yeah, for like it's 30, on, 40 bucks. It's on every uh, yeah. you know multi-platform. You can find it. Yeah, um, and, and that, it's cheap. I mean, yeah. you could get it and have an awesome weekend with it. I'm sold. It, it's fun. Okay, so now that brings it back to me, right? Um, mm. My number four favorite game of all time. You might find a theme here. All time here. All time. <laughs> all time. Oh, oh no. All times. Oh no. All time. Change it up. Uh, about 2014 is uh, Bayonetta 2. Oh wow. I figured that was coming. I didn't it, know where, but I figured it was going to be on the list. We, were, we did. I won't go into full details because we did a review of it. But Bayonetta 2 is the most fun I've had this year playing a game. Oh wow. It is. It is over the top, like Devil May Cry meets. I, I don't even know who you put it with it, but it's like a, it's. If you, there's this is the second iteration, of course. Um, but we did a review of it. it. Is fantastic, Jason. I don't know if you're a fan of like the third person action shooters stuff. Are you? Yeah. I just downloaded the demo on the Wii U. It is my, my new Wii U. Yeah. It is the demo only gives you like a little tease. Like once you open up the world, I mean, it is fantastic. It, yeah. Amazing. And I plus love you it. get two games in one on it's the a Wii great... U. Yeah, you get Bayonetta 1 and Bayonetta 2. So, I mean, you get a value for your dollar, too. Yeah. And it's got an awesome soundtrack, great voice acting, over-the-top action. There is a thing, a competitive level to it as well, where you actually get ranked each stage. It's pretty much just nonstop boss fights. So, if you like boss fights, you're going to love this. Yeah. Nonstop boss fights. And like I said, it's very much like Devil May Cry, like the DMC version. Very fun, fast-paced. Runs 60 frames per second. Uh, really smooth. You figure out the mechanics, and sure, some people can kind of button mash through it. But uh, there's later on in the stages, you're gonna have to know how to defend and evade, and and you know go into your witch mode, as they call it. And uh, it is a a must. I put this down. Period. A must own if you own a Wii U. You wow. need to own this game. So Jason, I expect you to own this eventually. I'm already looking for it. it I is mean, excellent. One of the things that sold me on it originally, I've I've been wanting to get it. Like, right. Yeah. Like that's one of my top titles that I know I need to pick up. Right. Uh, I'm always big, of course, checking out what people have said review wise. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Gamespot gave it a ten out of ten. Perfect review. Oh wow. Yep. And Gamespot, so they wrote, you know, they don't want to do. They're good. They're bad. Right. Yeah. They're good. They put five different points. The thing that really caught my eye was the bad. The bad point they put was the sad realization that future action games may never top this. Yep. Wow. It's true. That it is, is, it I is mean, phenomenal. even in the bad column, they're saying good things about it. I think it. it's I mean, a, what, 92% on Metacritic, I think is what this, I mean, it's really I highly surprised. reviewed. I surprised, yeah. Um, it's so been a it's, very highly reviewed uh, I mean, every, IGN, everyone's putting in 9s and 10s everywhere across the board. Yeah. Uh, and it's not hyperbole. It's not like, oh, well, we're just going to be like on the Platinum Games bandwagon because yeah. they made some awesome games in the past. No, this, they they put out, they knocked it out of the park. It is a fantastic game. Uh, definitely must own for Wii U. Definitely check out a review. Colin and I did a review on it uh, in mm-hmm. a previous episode. Uh, definitely check it out. It is fantastic. A must own for your Wii U, and I can't talk enough about it. Bayonetta 2 for the Wii U only. And now we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be coming back with our number three through our number one games. Here on the happy hour. With Johnny and Deuce. This episode of the happy hour is brought to you by Sci-Fi Saturdays Bartow. That's right. It's going to be February 21st on 2015. So that's next year coming up. So mark your calendars mark now. Mark it now. 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. That's right. There's going to be sci-fi vendors, costume contests, music, food, and family fun. Free for all ages. A life-size TARDIS, yo. A life-size TARDIS is going to be there. Also, a life-size Cylon battleship from the original 1970s Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. 
It's going to be a lot of fun for you and the whole family. And on top of that, they're showing Star Trek for the Voyage Home on the two, count them, two-story theater wall. So it's going to be awesome. Come out and bring your friends and tell them that the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. We're back. Of course, this is the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Special guest, Jason Coots. Hey, what's up? Hey. <laughs> Jason, what's your third favorite game of 2014? All right. This one is, uh, I, th- I think I haven't seen this on anybody's top five list at Ooh. all this year. Um, I'm actually, I'm going back to another Ubisoft title. Uh, although this one was uh, actually from our Red Link studio. Okay. And that would be Trials Fusion. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Trials, uh, maybe I'm a little biased here in the fact that I'm an absolute Trials nut. I've been a fan of Trials before I started working at UB. Right. And this might sound a little weird. Okay, so if you haven't played Trials, you know, it's it's got that typical, like, almost motocross-type flair to it. Right. But it's really goofy. You're, you're got, it's, it's very masochistic and difficult, uh, and that makes it a lot of fun, in my opinion. The thing that pulls me in... There is no game since I'm okay. Here we go. The backstory on me: I'm a huge Guitar Hero nut as well. Was always big into you know trying to go in perfect songs, you know things like that. This is the only game I've played since Guitar Hero that gives me that same feeling of like accomplishment. Of Ooh. I need to keep playing this track over. I need to get a better time. Every track has different challenges, uh, and that just triggers something in me where I I spent so much time in that damn game this year. It's absolutely fantastic it's really not that expensive either it's not, 20 bucks right yeah it's, and it's not across multiple platforms so correct. anyone can check it out and they're finally starting the beta on multiplayer so that's something that they were saying for a while they were trying to get into the game i think there was a lot of technical aspects i'm not sure i can't speak to that um that they were working out on it but i'm excited to try that out it's going to be fun some great things in there. The track editor, the fact Ooh. that there's people that make their own levels, and they do some crazy stuff. Someone made like a Minecraft esque mod Whoa, in wow. Trials That's awesome. Fusions, like, yeah. things like that. Like what? Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> We've had some of the best level editors actually come in the office. They've done streams with them, and some of the things they're able to pull off, mind blowing. Wow, it's worth looking into. Yeah, I've dabbled into it. Um, I'm not as um, involved with it as you've been, um, but uh, it's definitely fun. It's uh, something to play if you want. It. You can definitely loosen the hours yeah. into the game, uh, but you can also just pick up and play if you want to play a few levels and then put it down. But it's definitely if you want to get deep into it, you can. You can definitely take some of your time away. Well, I like sure. the track editor. It looked really, really cool because I saw Kotaku did a review of it, and it reminded me a lot of. Now this is kicking it really old school. The Excite Bike track editor and i was like that's awesome like i can make my own track and then yeah. race it on the bmx i just thought that was really cool especially with the next gen graphics and everything so that was charles fusion okay deuce what is your third favorite game of 2014 my number three game of 2013 is call 14 2014 i'm sorry <laughs> i've got too many threes i'm looking 13, at right yeah. now 14. call of duty advanced warfighter wow yeah warfare no, it's Call of Duty Advanced Warfighter, isn't it? No, Warfare. Warfare. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> he just changed the name of the game. Yeah. <laughs> then I wrote it down wrong on my paper. My bad. Warfighter but... was a different one. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's that EA sports game we don't talk – or the EA game we don't talk about anymore. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 
when they added the exosuits this year, I didn't know how interesting double jumping was going to be because now it's made the game because the game used to be very linear because you were kind of always going forward and you had a little jump but I mean but now that you can double jump you're having to constantly look not just straight ahead but you got to look up you got to look below it's added it's a frenzy in the battlefield now in the multiplayer because you're having to look constantly in every direction you got to keep your head on a swivel because before it was like okay these are the choke points I know I got to look over here I got to look over there but I mean, I'll get on a map and think I've got it figured out, and then I'll play with somebody who's better than me, and I'm like, holy crap, I didn't even think you could get all the way up there and you know use a sniper rifle or do this move to get out the way. And then on top of that, you get such cool things with your exosuit. Like, there's a cloaking ability you get now, so when you hit it, you turn into like the Predator, and you get it for like 60 seconds, so you're like invisible, and you can only see an outline, and then when you shoot, it'll turn off, and right. then it'll show you. But I mean... Call of Duty is always one of my favorite games every year. It stays in rotation. Like, I'll play it for a little while, and then I'll take it out, play something else, and I'll put it back in. But this one has been, like, steady. Like, I'll get it out, and I'll play another game for a little while. But it keeps finding its way back in my machine because I just I enjoy playing it. And it's something I can pop in. I can play multiplayer for, like, an hour and then go to bed or go do something else. Like, I don't... It's not like other games. Like, Far Cry 4, I love it. But if I don't have two or three hours to, like, sit down and play it, I don't even want to mess with it. Right. Like, I don't even want to turn it on. Same thing with some other games I have. Like, if I don't have time to spend a couple hours, I don't want to mess with it. But with this one, it's like, oh, okay, cool. And then I can just just keep on running. So The only thing I would say is I haven't played it yet. <clears throat> a lot of people are comparing it to Titanfall in that aspect where mm-hmm. you can jump and do all these, you know. I, I would definitely say it's a fair comparison to, to Titanfall because of... All of the, which I would hate to be one of the Call of Duty developers when they saw Titanfall. Well, because this was in yeah. production. I mean, story, from what I hear, both were in production about the same time. But yeah. they, Titanfall, didn't know. they didn't know. Yeah. And Titanfall came out, obviously released before this game. And yeah. I bet people, at, you know, the color, making Call of Duty, they were like, oh, my God. Now yeah. we got to... Now we're gonna know, have to. Like, now we're gonna hear all these people saying that it's gonna be a Titanfall clone, and even though yeah. it wasn't, you know, they both people people have yeah. this all the time in any sort of business and industry that you're in. People uh, they independently create the same idea, and yeah. that happens all the time. You hear it all the time. And me being a magician, like I, I'll create up something that I'm like, oh, this is my brand new thing that yeah. I made, and someone else, hey, I made something. And it's just sometimes people come up with you know they have the same they great have the ideas, same like idea, yeah, so. so. And the um, single player this year was amazing. Was like the, with oh, Kevin yeah. Spacey. Yeah. With Kevin Spacey, it was probably one of, if not the best campaigns I've ever had. Wow. And I was like really blown away by it because usually I won't even finish the single player campaign. But this is I, well, I finished it last year, and I've finished it on a couple. But some of them I'll get to playing it, and I'll be like, you know what, this is stupid, and just go back to multiplayer. But this one, I was like, I wanted to see what was going to happen next, so it kind of had that addictive yeah. feel to it. Like I want to play the next level because I want to know what happens to these characters. Mm-hmm. So I mean. It's probably the best one they've had probably in the past four years, maybe. And, of course, Kyle could go on forever about this, but we, oh, yeah. we actually did a review on Call of Duty. We did. Um, so definitely check out his in-depth review of it. Uh, Jason, you much of a Call of Duty fan? Ever play it? No? So, I don't know. I'm just, I'm horrible at first-person shooters. Yeah. Like, I'm, I've, I love rhythm games. I love action games. Yeah. I suck at first-person sh- I just can't do it. Yeah, and I should be the guy that sucks at it because Captain Parkinson's shouldn't be playing, like, all these first-person <laughs> shooters. But it's my bread and butter. Like, yeah. if you look at most of the games that are on my top five list, yeah. most of them are shooters because I just – I love it. I don't know what it is about first-person You gravitate shooters. towards yeah. shooters, so it's – They're just more fun for me. It's like yeah. I get them and I play them and I have fun. And not that I don't like action games because I do like the Uncharted games I loved. 
And I'm just not huge into platformers, and I'm not huge into like puzzle games or RPGs. I'm I'm, I'm baby stepping. I'm you know sl- slowly you know getting into the RPG. Well, my my thing my main thing is uh, Ken Levine set the bar so high with Bioshock One. He did that. I every other first person shooter fails in comparison, and that that's wow. where that's I true. I don't know if you've. You play Bioshock or not? Yeah. But yes, for, actually, that's that's one of the first, uh, for, one, one of the first first-person shooters that is just I, I I mean like Infinite when it came out I just I was so sucked into it it was it, fantastic. the story the world but it's like first the first-person shooting element was like in the back it was you know it wasn't main part of the game it was like the world the characters you know exploring and all this stuff but Bioshock he set the bar so high yeah. for person first-person shooter that like every other game so far that's come out after that is. Even his Infinite wasn't as good as the original Bioshock. Oh, no. I loved Infinite. I mean, it was amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it had the punch that the first one had. For They're sure. both special in their yeah. own way, though. Um, I, yeah, I could talk on forever about that. But cool. There you go. That's his number three, which is Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare. Warfare, not Warfighter. My bad. <laughs> All right, Jason's gonna have to chime in on this one. This I assume this is on his list. So I won't go into too much detail, but uh, I will hum the main theme song for this. <clears throat> la, 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 Johnny. La, ah. la, I think I know la, what it is. La, 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 and I've never la, even played la, it. I'm, uh, but yeah, Child of Light. I, um, yeah. I'm going to goosebumps, awesome. actually. Uh, Child of Light is a special game for me. Yeah. Being an old school RPG fan. Old school. Jason and I have had talked about this, you know, Lufia and all these different games have come oh out back God. in the day. Lufia, Lufia 2. Two. Rise of the High Sinistrals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one of my favorites. Yeah. So, but like, we, we are old school RPG fans. Uh, we, we, I love them. They're, they're fantastic. Um, but for me, it's like Child of Light is pretty much taking what we've learned in Japanese RPG. This is not made by a Japanese studio. This is yeah. made by, you know, the, the was it the creative writer of Far Cry 3, wasn't it? Yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Olam, yeah. Yeah. Which, then, uh, talk uh, about phenomenal writing. That Far Cry 3 is, that is a piece of work when it comes to writing. I mean, it was an amazing game and the, yeah. the writing really was the punch of that yeah. game. So Jeffrey Olam from, from Far Cry 3 did the writing on, on Child of Light and then Patrick Plourde was the creative director. Uh, yeah. Same and it is like watercolor book come to life. It is it is amazing. A storybook watercolor. I mean, it is amazing. I I, I can't talk enough about it. Obviously, we'll talk more. I want to wait to talk more about it because I assume it's in Jason's list. It's actually next on mine. So okay, so, so we we'll just talk about. It. We'll, you <laughs> can tag team it. So yeah. this is my number three. This is Jason's number two. So. But yeah, Child of Light. Yeah, I, I feel kind of I feel kind of weird because I'm putting my own game that I no, work on. No, dude, like, it is so good, man. Uh, it, and it, it, no it other stu- to me. Here's the thing: no studio, no other studio would have taken a chance on this game. I don't really think so. I think Ubisoft was like, "Hey, let's 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 take a chance for this game." Well, I think I think the entire like the story behind it's really cool. Like that Patrick wanted to make something like this, and he they, he was told, "Hey, you know, make Far Cry Three awesome, and then we'll give you the shot." And he did, and and that's what happened there and and i think he put it best into words with um we just recently had the uh, the canadian video game awards that just happened mm-hmm. and and uh we won uh, best new character for aurora from child of light and he got on stage and said you know uh, i can't i'm paraphrasing here i can't remember the exact qu- quote but like you know, I, they were the people wanted me to make another you know burly bro- right. male character you know yeah. badass character and i said no and I was right, and he held up the award yeah. because you know we we got this this 
this little girl that's, you know, going through this emotional trauma, trying to, you know, save her dad, you know, because she's stuck in this strange world. Yep. And we're watching this little girl grow up. And I think it's just a really fun, fun emotional journey. I, I kind of equate it to the labyrinth uh, a little bit because for me, it's like it's it's got this magical world. And she's trying to, un, you know, unlock the secrets and learn everything about it as she's going on her journey. And it kind of feels like the labyrinth to me, uh, but in a video game form. It's beautiful. The music, as you heard me butchering the theme song, but the music <laughs> is fantastic. <laughs> I, I I learned how to play the main theme on piano. Finally, it took me forever because I, I don't I don't really read music much. Uh, I'm more about ear uh, ear training and stuff. So I learned how to play it on piano, and it's a song and a theme that sticks with me. I hum it all the time. My wife, she's not even played the game, but she's heard the music, so she she sings it all the time. Just a full 100% effort into this game. You know, sight, sound, gameplay. It's got. It kind of reminds me of um, was it Grandia Two? Oh wow! Yeah. So yeah. it kind of has that feel with the fighting mechanics. So where you have like the timing of your of attacks, and then if you get hit, it thwarts your attack, brings you back to the beginning. So it kind of reminds you of Grandia Two a little bit, old school um, PlayStation One game. Uh, really fun mechanics. It's not that complex in that aspect. Like once you figure out the system, you you can exploit it pretty well. Right. Uh, some of the boss fights are really challenging um, because they have different. Like one guy has like different arm, multiple arms, and you have yeah. to try to figure out how to what, it, you know, what uh, magic spells can disrupt it. And then so like once you figure out the you know the the solution to fighting the boss, it's you know it's really thrilling. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I can't talk enough about it. Um, Child light. Yeah. To add in on the soundtrack, um, if you didn't know, uh, the person who did the entire soundtrack actually i believe she's like 25 years old wow. um pirate i'm probably just completely butchering her name uh but she's awesome you know pop star mega writer amazingness and and she did the entire soundtrack and kudos to her because i, I mean like the ending theme if you haven't heard it um I own the soundtrack, so it's, yeah, it's awesome. If you guys haven't heard it, I definitely would recommend going online, checking it out, because it, it works even as a standalone. Like, wow. Beautiful. It, it really does. I think it adds a lot of atmosphere to the title, and being an old-school JRPG nerd, yeah. it, it's, it warms my heart to, to work on the title, because I am genuinely a fan of the game. Yeah. It, and it's right near my, my top of the year, and... And it's I love how the pleasure com- for me to work there. Yeah, I love it. how the community has really supported it too. Like you know, you you check out the Twitter. You you kind of you don't you kind of monitor that sometimes. That's that's my my baby is the social media for yeah you, yeah. So. <laughs> so I I I think you retweeted me recently or or uh, favorited a, a tweet. That I saw that last you. night and I was like, oh Johnny. I saw yeah. that when I was looking at the Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> like oh my friend disliked this. Uh, I they did you guys did a uh, a later report of uh, the Vita version, which mm-hmm. uh, I love my poor old Vita. Um, but I love the fact that you guys gave it some love and you're like, hey, we believe in this title. We'll put it on the Vita. It actually works really really well on the Vita. Have you seen it in the Vita form? Oh, for it, sure, it's excellent. So I'm going to sell one last story on this, and then we can always go on to, to Deuce's number two. Um, but deuce, Deuce. Deuce, yeah, Deuce. Yep. <laughs> uh, the duo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I got a message recently on the Child of Light social media. This is a couple months ago. Um, and this guy, he reached out to me and said, hey, I've got this amazing feeling after playing child of lights uh, i loved seeing aurora's journey through the game uh and i'm inspired to go on my own journey mm. uh, i was estranged from my mother 25 years ago and your games inspired me i want to like reconnect yeah i want to try to find her 
and thank you. So yeah. uh, I'll let you know. And I was like, hey, you know, tell me if there's anything we can do on our side. We'd yeah. love to help out. He ends up doing a social media project, starts a right. Facebook page, ends up reconnecting with his mother about a month later. Wow. And we're actually still chatting. I'm going to see if uh, I'm trying to get him to do like an interview so I can potentially get it up on like the UB blog or something. That'd be awesome. But like yeah. when you see a game that you're working on, like have that kind of impact on someone. That's huge. It's, it's it literally gives me goosebumps just yeah. thinking about it because someone was that inspired so 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 moved by a journey of a character in a game that they wanted to to find someone that was from their life yeah. that they hadn't talked to since they were a child that's it's just such a neat feeling and i'm i'm really proud to have a, a part in that well it's i i'm touched by that story i just first time i heard it yeah. um i for me there's a, a whole argument or is video games art and I ha- always always have to go back to that because it's like you have artists that work on the game. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And how can you not look at a screenshot? Like I, I remember when uh, when uh, Child Light first came out, I was annoying you guys because uh, I, w- <laughs> I was like yeah. sharing like all these shots, like, you know, the PS4 share play. I was like, oh, look at Child Light. This looks amazing. And I'd be like hashtagging and, yeah. uh, you know, Child Light and the uh, Child, U- Child Light Ubi or whatever the uh, – the, the, uh, the Twitter handle is, and I was just constantly like, this is so amazing. Look at this awesome art. Look at this great, look at this world. Look at, you know, and it's inspired me to want to do some fan art now. And uh, I think I'll throw some on there. Cause I just, it's cause yeah. I've seen a lot of the submissions people have put into this uh, fan art stuff for child light. Yeah. Mind blowing. People are so inspired. And, and you know, it, it's, that's what, you know, you have a great uh, experience. I wouldn't even yeah. call it a video game. It's, a, it's an experience playing Child Light. It's almost light. like a, a, a religious experience, maybe, if you could equate it to that. Because, I mean, it, it gave him such a deep stirring of a feeling deep down. It made him manifest that and to want to do something outside of himself because he wanted yeah. to go find his mom. So, I mean, it's I think a cool you could parallel that. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. So, if you haven't checked it out, um, it's on Vita. Yeah. It's on the PS3. It's on Wii U. Wii U. It's on. It's on pretty much every, it's everything. It's on PS4. It's yeah, on PS4. all the consoles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this gen, last gen, wow. and I hope we get a Child of Light too. I'm. Yeah. I. I heard yeah. it sold well, so yeah. I know you guys yeah. made good money on it. I heard it sold well because uh, it was only a what fifteen dollar game, yeah. so it was a downloadable yeah. game, which I always hate when people use that stigma. Oh, it's a downloadable game. It's an indie game. I'm like, dude, that people put a negative connotation, a negative spin on that word. And not that we're going off on a tangent on this, but like, this speak, <laughs> I, I have had more emotional experiences playing Child of Light than I have almost any game, any AAA game that I've played yeah. all year, period. Child of Light is probably one of the most emotional experiences I've had playing a game in years. Yeah. So, um, and it oh, sticks with me. It's that's awesome to hear, Johnny. Yeah. Awesome. Which, get ready, because I'm going to drop a bomb on you, Johnny, so you might have to, you might have to get ready. I'll Uh-oh. be the big one, Elizabeth. Are you but, are you doing number two now? Well, well, this is actually before number two, but two is going to be a big one as well. My new because this will be out in the new year. My New Year's resolution Uh-oh. is to play more DLC games because I've been staunchly against DLC games. D- okay, hold on. DLC yeah. games is not the correct term. What do you mean DLC games? Well, like Child of Light, like games where I can't get a hard copy. Okay, downloadable, downloadable, right, downloadable games. games. So, okay. what would you call that then? Um, a just, downloadable I think game. DLC is like an oh, add-on. I'm sorry. So a downloadable game, not yeah. downloadable content, but uh, a downloadable game like Child of Light or like Transistor uh, or Shovel Knight. Uh, mm-hmm. My goal in 2014 is to try and break down my little 
my little cocoon, my little barrier of well, being good. starchly against you know downloadable games and try some well, downloadable games. Here's why Child of Light works for me. Yeah. Now, this is a Child Light episode yeah. now, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> which hey. I hope you we're I hope we're selling yeah. people this game seriously. Yeah. I hope I hope I hope our our talk here is selling people that game because yeah. you, I, guys are I, awesome. you need to check it out because it is phenomenal. Um, when you look at AAA games, you have hundreds of people working on that yeah. game, and you've hundreds. got a lot of money. And you have into one it. direction that you have to go in, and you don't have a lot of people that can make changes to that because they have like five people working on this part, another hundred people, and fifty people working on this part. This person only working on the art, and this. But with a smaller development team that makes games like Child of Light, right. you have like, you know, uh, more creativity because people can like bounce ideas off each other and really get the twist and, and turn things around and shape things the way they want. And they don't have a lot of talking heads to go to. So like yeah. I, and Ubisoft, hats off to them there for able to even let them make this game because I mean I don't know other companies I would even try something like this. So yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I think the problem is is that you know when the three sixty. They were the champions of the arcade games. Mm-hmm. They were like, hey, with the arcade of summer. The indie games. They're yeah. the ones that brought in, you know, all these games like Bastion and yeah. Shadow Complex and they yeah. were they were championing these games and but people saw they were twenty bucks, fifteen bucks, yeah. thirty bucks, and they're like, Oh well this this isn't a full game. And I think yeah. that's what people look at. They look at a sixty dollar triple A game, they think of huge yeah. game and they go, Oh, well, what's wrong with this game? It's fifteen bucks. You know it, what I mean? Like I think yeah. I think Ubisoft's done a phenomenal job with this game and Valiant Hearts yeah. saying, Hey, look what we can do you don't have to spend sixty bucks, but you can, you can still have an amazing gaming experience, experience yep. for you know fifteen. I think that's what's happening now. Look look at the market now. Mm-hmm. You have these AAA games, and yeah. then there's not really anything between it. Go, it kind of drops it's down. Either down here at the fifteen dollar game, or it's the sixty dollar game. But, but there's not. But a I don't. Ground. But the quality yeah. between these two, is, for me, is hard to differentiate. Yeah. See, I don't look at child, something like Child of Light and say, "Oh, that's a fifteen dollar yeah. downloadable game." I'll look yeah. at that, and that is a game. That is an experience. That this is what it costs. This is what I'm going to get out of it. This is what I'm going to play. Yeah. And I'd say Child of Light's the best fifteen bucks. Well, thirty bucks now because yeah. I bought it twice. Twice. <laughs> uh, the best thirty bucks I've spent all year. Wow. Like it is phenomenal. I love it. I can't talk enough about it. Yeah. It's not my number one, which we'll no, get into no. later. But it's close to being my number one. Anything else, guys? Before we jump to Deuces number two? No, man. But I'm just I'm really excited to start playing some of these as we I guess we're calling them downloadable games. And I'm and I and it's kind of the point you brought up. I think Xbox kind of burnt me on that some in the beginning because you pay $15 for an arcade game, and it was an arcade game. You were like, okay. But now you're saying that there's such quality coming from these downloadable games that it's like you really need to try and give it a second chance yep. and really you know, go out there. And I think that it's it's worth a shot, you know? And we'll definitely go into more downloadable because uh... – I've got a feeling both of you have got some downloadable games pretty high on your list. Oh, yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. – all right, Deuce, you're number two. My number two, and this is going to be kind of out of left field, but I'm going to explain All right. why. All right. It is WWE 2K15. That's high. my number two game of the year. Really? Wow. Really? What? My head explodes. Yeah. I, I can't, my head is exploding. I can't. Oh. I will let you take a guess. How 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 much time do you think I've spent on my new created character, and I'm in career mode? I want you to take a guess. 40 hours. Close. Really? Or, yeah. You you want to take a guess? Uh, more? Yeah. Shh. Try sixty. No shh. I'm in RPG level time in this game shh. for a wrestling game. Wait, wow. re- wait, what? Yeah, because the way it is, it is it's just so mind boggling. Because basically, what they did is they took a wrestling game and married it with an RPG 
because when you start the career mode, you go to Orlando to NXT to the WWE training center and you go out for a practice and you do your match and you get signed to a contract and then you have to work your way through NXT. But as you're going through NXT every week, you can go back to the training center and do more workouts and you can improve. Do you want to be strong? Do you want to be a better grappler? How much power do you want to have in your punches? How much strength do you want to have? Do you want to be a good guy? Do you want to be a bad guy? Do you want a manager? So you get that. You get a uh, virtual currency, which is like your paycheck every week. And you can do that to buy manager skills or move sets. Um, also, you get Twitter. Like, Wait, what? Yeah, you get Twitter. <laughs> so when I come out to the ring, it says Kyle Deuce. And underneath it, it has my at all things Deuce Twitter account. Wow. And you have to interact on Twitter because like. That's cool. Shut up. Yeah, That's you crazy. have to interact on Twitter. Like That's somebody will call you out on Twitter. It's like, yeah, you know, Dirty Deuce, you suck. I, w- <laughs> I-, I want you next week. I'll let you pick the match, and you get to pick wow. the match. I, that's pretty neat. I had no idea Neither that those I. features were in the game. Oh, man. Th- like, we're just skimming the bottom. Like, I haven't even gotten to the good stuff. Like, once you get out of NXT and you've worked your way through, you start it uh, on WWE main event, and then you go to SmackDown and you go to Raw. But what I love is if they don't really have anything for you, uh, they'll give you a choice. They'll say, look, you can either do a dark match which you'll get more money for, or you can do a live match and you'll get more Twitter followers. And that's how that, yeah, that's how they gauge how popular that's you are funny. is how many Twitter followers that's you have. That's funny. Which wow. is super-duper realistic. So I was just going to say, it's very similar to WWE, WWE in real life. In real life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's the other thing I love. Yeah. They grade you, and it's a five-star scale on how they grade you. And depending on how well you did in the match on a five-star scale is how many skill points you get to put into your wrestler. Wow. But... One of the things they do is like you got you can't do the same move over and over again. They want you to vary it up. And is there like a give and take? Like if I just go and beat the other character's ass, I don't get that many points. It's kind of got to be a back and forth. But here, here's the key: the thing that sold me, and I'm like, this is the greatest game ever. The audience, you know, normally they're just like, eh. they're sitting at the beginning and they're not moving. And the the more exciting the match is, a couple people stand up. And you start doing better. A couple more people stand up. You really start getting into it. The whole arena is on their feet. So you can gauge how well you're hmm. doing in a match Interesting. by how many people are standing up. So wow. it's not like, let's go back to like WrestleMania 2000 on the 64, yeah. where yeah. you could just go in, rotate the joystick a few times, yeah. kick someone's ass, and you're done. Yeah. You actually have to think about this from a performance aspect. Yeah, you got to wow. think of it as a performer. Like, if I just go in, because trust me, there's guys where it's like, okay, I'm fighting Santino Morales. I could just go whoop his ass but instead of doing that i want to put on a good match with him so i might let him take a couple shots on me wow or maybe even set me up for a finisher so i can reverse huh. the finisher and do mine that's fascinating because you got to look at it from a performance standpoint not just the standpoint of now, i just want to go in and win i've not read any of that on any reviews right i was yeah. just gonna say the marketing for this that. must yeah. have sucked because there's been nothing none of this that I sounds fascinating like, it is it is so crazy fascinating and what i love wow. is like you kind of get to do a lot of choosing. Now, I I just got to like the SmackDown brand, and I'm working on that. And that's the other thing. At the beginning of each year, it'll let you pick three pay-per-views. And unless you're you're doing really well and you're kind of locked into what you're doing, you get to pick the pay-per-views. And like right now, my guy's in the Royal Rumble, and I've got the 27th spot. So I've got a chance to actually get to the heavyweight title. Right. But like I'm looking forward to when they let me – like. 
you know, do the tag team titles because I kind of have a feeling, and I can't say for sure because I haven't gotten that far in the game, I think they're going to let me pick who I want to be my tag team partner because I've had people call me out where it was like, Dirty Deuce, you suck, I want to fight you. And you've got the option to tell them basically, no, I don't want to fight you, or yeah, come on, man, bring it. And, like, it's been crazy. And, like, I fought Fandango for, like, the, I want to say it was, like, the Intercontinental title. And, like, there's a lot of cool little things to where it makes it more than just a wrestling game. And to me, my gold standard for wrestling games is WWF, uh, WrestleMania 2064, and WWF No Mercy. No Mercy was fantastic. It was. It was this yeah. is better than No Mercy. Wow. And that is like my gold standard for wrestling games because the amount of things hmm. you can do with it. And it's so much that I actually went and got the DLC for the game. Like they had a new WCW pack that came out this week. With uh, Dom Dallas Page, Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow, yeah. Fit Finley, yeah. uh, William Regal, right. which was awesome because I'm a huge William Regal fan. And like when I got into – I got out of NXT and I was fighting on main event, um, William Regal got jumped and he's like – Hey, Dirty Deuce, will you help me out? I'm like, sure, brother. So, like, I start fighting with him. And since I help him win and beat up these guys that were beating him up, he's like, hey, man, I got one last match in me. Will you be my farewell match? And I'm like, sure. So, like, me and him did a farewell match together. And you, like, mm-hmm. waved him off. And, like, he went off, you know, into the sunset and retired. But it's, like, all these cool little things that they did to make now, it No, did you where... play the last two iterations? I did not play the last one. And I didn't play the one before that that had CM Punk. Right. Yeah. The last one I played was 2013, I believe. So yeah. it's been a couple years because that was the thing. For me, there was two games I used to get every year. I used to get the new NASCAR and the new WWE every year. I mean, that was basically the Polk County standard. You got NASCAR <laughs> and you got wrestling every year, right. day one. And then I just kind of fell out of that. But after this year's, I cannot wait for next year's wow. because of everything they've done in it. Because literally... I've spent RPG level time on this game, and it's a wrestling game, and it's man, it's phenomenal. Like wow. I cannot sing the praises. Well, all I, all I could say is that you, the things you said today, I've not read any reviews. So no. yeah, same. it's kind of made me more interested yeah. in the game. So. Well, I think the problem is, and no knock to reviewers out there because everybody's got their own opinion. I think a lot of times the video game sites have somebody review wrestling games that's not a wrestling fan. That's true, and that hurts because like. Look, I'm wearing my CM Punk shirt right now. Like, I'm a huge WWE fanboy, so, like, I'm the target demo. But to see all these little things that I can relate back makes it be like, oh, my... Like, the whole thing with them standing up and everything. Because normally nobody would notice that. Like, okay, yeah, they're standing. First they were sitting, woo. But it's, no, you can gauge how well you're doing on a match by how many people are standing up and cheering for you. Interesting. The other thing is the more followers you get... You get to pick what signs you want, and mm. you'll slowly see your signs start to appear. Like, the people in the audience will be holding awesome. your signs. Yeah. So, I mean, it's That's little cool. things besides just the, oh, I've got so many thousand Twitter followers that show you, like, now, how well you're doing. Okay. Hmm. I definitely have to check it out. I mean, yeah, it sounds it's, interesting. Oh, man. It was so worth it because I, I got that when I went to Best Buy because I had to buy two, get one free sale. So glad I did. Like, that was the best 60 bucks I've spent all year. Cool. So. so that's Deuces number two, WWE 2K15. Yes, so. sir. Now, my number two, my second favorite game of the year is a downloadable game, Kyle. Ooh. Ooh. Shovel Knight. Oh, Shovel Knight. Glorious. Yeah, you showed me that. Glorious, beautiful Shovel Knight. This is the second time in a row. We're going to be able to do a double on this. That's my number one. Wow. It is 
phenomenal. High five. five on that great one. minds think alike. Dude, I this game. Well, first of all, let's start off and say this was a kickstarted game. This yeah. is a game that um, Yacht Club Games they uh, they had, they were like, hey, this is what we want to do. We want to kind of take old school remnants of things that we loved about old school, yeah. you know, 16, 16, uh, 8 bit, 16 bit games, uh, platformers that we love back, you know, in the 80s and 90s and yeah. kind of re envision it, kind of lift it up, glorify it in our own way. And Shovel Knight, I blown away the first time I played it and it was a Wii at the time before the PlayStation experience it was a Wii U exclusive or a, a Nintendo exclusive Wii U and 3DS exclusive and now it's going to be coming out on the PS4 and uh, Vita uh, later on next year it's on PC too Oh, PC oh, as well. Wow. Yes, PC. It's actually on sale on Steam right now Wow So there you go it's on Steam on sale so go check it out uh, They've taken things from Super Mario Bros. 3 the overworld Super Mario Bros. 3 also kind of like uh, Link uh, Zelda, Legend of Zelda 2 kind of overworld there. They also taken um, the Duck uh, DuckTales Pogo, uh, Pogo st- yeah. stick maneuver, which is awesome in this game. They've they've taken like some mechanics from Mega Man. I mean, there's just you name it, you can see the influences. But it's not, it's not, it, it's original though. It, it may be taking those influences, but it's not like kind of saying, all right, well, we're trying to copy these things. No, yeah. we're trying to improve upon it, innovate it. And one of the developers said, hey, we. The music that you hear in the game could have done. It was made on an original in Nintendo yeah. cart. So like you could that music could be put on a cart. Yeah, blew my mind. Phenomenal game. It is not easy either. No. There, it is a no. challenge, huh, Jason? It's it's quite the challenge. Uh, and the other, I'd say there's two c words here. It's it's got a lot of challenge and a lot yeah. of dare I say charm. Yeah, charm is the way I'd put it. The game just. From the second you start it to the end of the game, yeah. oozes this just charisma, this charm of of wanting to see what they do next. All the characters have a personality. Mm-hmm. The music itself has a personality to it. I can't uh, believe that an eight bit soundtrack, you know, is just it's like one of my soundtracks of the year. Like, oh yeah. If they if this was a standalone chip tunes album, yeah. I'm there. Yep. Like it's it's like almost fifty tracks, I think. Oh somewhere yeah, in there. it is like, insane amount of tracks. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It is it is amazing. I love the game. Uh, now, Deuce, this is not the game you saw me playing. Uh, no, but I've I've seen, seen Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight yeah. But the game you showed me was something different. A Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy, which is another awesome game. Yeah. One of my games of the year 2013. Yeah, because yeah. that, that came out in 2013. Rogue Legacy is awesome. Well, it see, got ported for PS4 this year. This so. is one of the big things that's kind of making me break my shell on the downloadable games. Is I like, and I don't know what they call it, but the the retro future games that they've got out now that look like they could have been Super Nintendo games like right. Shovel Knight, right. but you can play them on your PS4. And I think those are really cool. And for me, there's a lot of like nostalgia factor well, to it. Right. So you've got 1001 Spikes. You've yeah. got, you know, you've got um, uh, Rogue Legacy, obviously Shovel Knight. Yeah. There's a lot of games that are taking that retro and, yeah. and, and it's hitting that nostalgia factor, but it's doing it really well. It's not yeah. just trying to cash in on the fans that like those. They're actually putting a really well made game uh shovel knight is just is so much perfection with shovel knight i yeah. i can't talk enough about shovel knight jason what else do you want to chime in on no, it i i it's agree. your game of the year i it, it is it is my absolute game of the year um i've put a lot of time into it yeah. there's new game plus after you finish it oh, there's, there's a lot, lot of it. and it's hard to collect everything your first run through there's yep. like a little there's some weapons that you won't get through your first playthrough yeah. uh, that you can find hidden things hidden mm-hmm. areas that you can find uh it is Excellent. Boss fights are always challenging. These are little achievements 
they have in there as well, like the you know little achievement system yeah. that they have in there that I lo- really love. Kind of helps you play the game a little bit differently. There's mini games. There's one hidden mini game in town where you you have to basically juggle uh, these little like almost like alchemic flasks that are being thrown yeah. at you and try yeah. to hit uh, things on the wall. You can upgrade your shovel to do different things. Mm-hmm. Like when you first start again, this is I guess going into the charm aspect. Yeah. You'll see little piles on the ground. You can just go dig them up and get gems from them yeah. with oh, your wow. shovel. Awesome. But then later on, it'll be like, oh, hey, let me give you a better shovel so that you can dig up this entire pile yeah. with one swipe of your, mm-hmm. you your know, shovel instead yeah. of having to sit there and hit the button or whatever. Right, exactly. And that might even help you out later on because you might have these enemies. And some of the enemies are tough. They're yeah. Really tough. Some of them are really tough. And if you're trying to dig up this gem and you've got this guy trying to push you off a ledge, yeah. the game can be a little unforgiving. It's got yeah. a little bit of that NES hard feel to it. Well, it has that Mega Man feel to me where if you get hit, you get that throwback effect where if you, yes. you you bounce backwards and that a lot of times is to your detriment because you'll either fall through a hole or you'll fall back into another enemy and it takes your life away so it definitely i would say if you're a Mega Man fan you're gonna find some challenge in this because there's there's definitely the platforming is kind of challenging as well because you've got to unlock areas open up doors find uh secret passages to, to get to one area and you can even go through a whole level and not even and miss a lot of stuff if you try to speed run through it True. Um, it's it's just so much fun. I can't talk enough about Shovel Knight. Is and speed running, like you were saying, there's actually achievements in the game. Like one of the achievements, I think, is to beat the game, the entire game, from start to finish in an hour and a half. Wow. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good luck. That is, I mean, the, the game's got, I want to say, quite a few different levels in it. Yeah. You've got the Mega Man effect at the end where you have to fight all the bosses over again in yeah. one wow. go. Oh, yeah. And as opposed to, like, with, with Mega Man, you only get yeah. one shot to go through all eight. Like, yep. wow. It's. Yeah. It's intense. It's really intense. But at the same time, and I think this is one of my absolute favorite takeaways from the game, it doesn't ever feel like it's being unfair. It's got a feeling of, oh, you know what? I screwed up. That's why I died there. Let me go back. And you learn from it. And you can then the next time you go back and fight a boss, even if you died on it, you feel like you're better equipped to to fight them. Like you've got the knowledge to actually handle the situation that you didn't have the first time. Right. So to me, I don't know, it just, even though it's got all this influence from all these old games, it feels like something new. Yeah. And I love it. Absolutely love it. Fantastic game. So that was Jason, my number two and Jason's number one game of the year, Shovel Knight. Like we said, it's PC, uh, 3DS, Nintendo Wii U. Next year, 2015, it will be released for the PS4 and the PlayStation Vita. So definitely you have no excuse for not checking out Shovel Knight. I expect to see Deuce playing it soon. Yeah, definitely. Can't go wrong for 15 bucks. Nope. Mm-mm. Okay, Deuce. Your number one game of 2014. The best game. Think about it, Deuce. Yeah. The game that you're like, this is my favorite. Yes. No other game can even touch this game. Yes. It is the best game of 2014. I love it. I'm going to get a tattoo after this episode. Oh, I don't know about <laughs> that. Uh, I, 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 was up, I was right there with you up until tattoo, and then I was like, and I'm out. <laughs> oh. Wow, yeah, yeah, because you've got the mad crazy ink. Yeah, so. I just I just got my first one. Uh, it looks pull amazing. Pull up the sleeve to show yeah. you. Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> but my game of the year is Destiny. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Destiny. Okay. I really, really loved it. And now that the DLC came out, because I bought the Legendary Edition, so I got I paid for the DLC, basically, in the beginning. So I get both DLC packs. So, you know, I played it for a while, played it for a while, and then I put it away. Because my problem is I ran into a wall when the game first came out. Because, 
you kind of hit a, a spot in the game where you hit a wall because you really can't get any higher unless you do the vault of glass. Mm-hmm. And you've got to get different pieces of armor that drop at the end of the vault of glass to right. get to where the level cap was. Well, the problem is, I, no offense, Johnny, you weren't playing that much and you weren't that high level. So I didn't have anybody else really to play with. So, like, I was really stuck. And mm-hmm. now I got lucky and I got to play it a couple times with some friends that I met from Player One and, like, different places. Actually, a couple of our fans actually got with me and played it with me, which was really, really cool. Um, and helped me through the fall of the glass, which was awesome. Um, but you were kind of stuck. Well, now that the DLC came out and they've upped the level cap, it it's made it a lot easier. So I don't feel as stuck anymore. Because I felt like basically the only thing I had left to do was to basically just keep grinding and go to the Vault of Glass. Well, now I I don't feel that way. I feel like, you know, I can do whatever now. And the new levels are cool. The new story I really enjoy. Um, You know, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. And for me, it's a game that I might shelve it for a couple weeks, but it's almost like a Call of Duty. Like, it just kind of keeps popping back in my system. It's almost magical, like, how it gets back in there. Because I swear, I'm like, I thought the last game I had in here was WWE 2K. And, like, now right. Destiny's back in there. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. since it's in there, let's play. And I have so much fun when I play it. And it's one of those games that I can just... I like a game where I can play it and I can just relax. Like, for me, sometimes it's not even so much about story or about gameplay and mechanics. It's... Am I having fun? Because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, what made us all become gamers? Right. Because um, we were having fun. And I just have fun when I play it. Like, I just have a great time. I love the story. The music's phenomenal. The graphics are great. You know, could you nitpick it? Yeah. Could you sit here and get on your high horse? Which, I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb here. I think it's, it's kind of become the... the the hip, the now, the wow, the cool thing to beat up on Destiny. It's like, oh man, let's let's bang on Destiny because like that's that's what all the cool kids are doing. But no, man, I well, love the game. I have a lot of fun with it. As much as people can rag on it, you you can't really. The one thing you can say is that it didn't ship broken. No, it didn't. It did not have issues with online. It did. It not. didn't have anything like that. It's nope. it's run smoothly since day one. Um, the beta and alpha was an awesome thing. We've Deuce Had and no I. Problem. We have thirty some odd downloadable episodes now for yeah. the happy hour. And of those thirty plus episodes, I think we've mentioned Destiny a, a several. Yeah, at least ten, probably ten or a dozen for yeah, sure. Because we oh, we were the first yeah. ones to jump into the alpha, and we kind of yeah. hit the review uh, right in the beginning. It's not a perfect game. No. Uh, it didn't make my top five. It would have made my top ten probably. Uh, fun game. The mechanics. It's one of the best feeling first person shooters I've had yeah. since Bioshock. Like yeah. it feels good. Oh yeah. Like it and the smooth. controls. So smooth. The sixty frames. It, so as a shooter, it's. Yeah. I I argue. In, there's any. Is there any other game that plays as well as Destiny this no. year? I. You gotta show me. I haven't played the Master Chief Collection. No, but. I haven't played Master Chief Collection. But even the shooters that were on my list, it, I don't think there's one it that controls. Runs be- it controls yeah. better than Wolfenstein. It controls yeah. better than all these other games. Uh, it is the best film. Uh, it is the best, and I'll, I'll probably throw this at the end of the episode. But this, it is the best uh, score I've heard from a video game since 2011. Jeremy Souls Skyrim. Yeah, it is the best video game score I've ever heard. One of the best. Yeah. It is phenomenal. It is amazing. It's heart. It's it. It touches your heartstrings. Yeah. Uh, if you love the film score stuff, video game score stuff, like I do, you're gonna find something you enjoy with the music. It is amazing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. 
it, but it is the, the whole level thing that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. A lot of it is luck because you got to yeah. have that drop to get your next level. Yeah. So, like, Deuce happened and got maybe luckier than I did to get yeah. a higher level quicker, but also yeah. got sidetracked to have kids. I have a lot of well, other things that yeah, were in my way. You've got so. a wife and kids, and me being, you know, the way bachelor. I am. Bachelor. Bachelor, yeah. That, that's a good word. That's a lot better word than what I was going to use. So, yeah, I'm going to steal that one. So, yeah, being a bachelor, you know, uh, you know, I've got time to play video games. And if yeah. it's like I get home from work in the gym and I feel like banging out five hours, then I'll bang out five hours on it at Destiny. Cause, I, you know, I, I enjoy Destiny. It, uh, I have a good time. Every time I play it, I have fun. Yeah. Like, it's a fun game. And it's what fun. I really like is... It's a game that me and you can play together, which I think is fun. And also, it's been fun that it's a game I can jump on with other people and have a good time. And it's 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 helped me meet some of our listeners, which was really cool. It's helped me make new friends at Player One, like people that were, I would say, acquaintances. But now that I play with them online enough, I, th- I think I could legitimately maybe call them friends now because we've spent enough time chatting together. Right. And I, th- I think that's really, really cool because it's a way to socially interact, which as gamers and maybe this is putting some of my own experience into it, a lot of us came to gaming not just for fun, but because we were kind of the outcasts and socially awkward, and these were our friends. Video games were our friends, and this is how we spent time because, like, I was an only child. I really didn't, you know, have brothers and... I have brothers and sisters, but not in the house, you know? So it was nice to be able to have games, or, you know, when I didn't have a lot of friends, I always had games to go back to. It's kind of like our good friend uh, Sean Serdinsky from... Sci-Fi Saturday's Barto, which is in February, and I hope you come out and see us, talked about with Star Trek. Like, there were hard times in his life, and he had Star Trek to go to. Same thing. Like, we have video games Video to games go to. is comfort food. Like, it's something it that is. you can go back yeah. to. It makes you feel good. You can get lost in the story. You get lost in the world. You can... Like, when my mom passed away, right? Yeah. That was really rough. Uh, yeah. It still hits me throughout the holidays. It was really, really rough. Yeah. But I had something that I could go back to and be like, you don't forget about it, but yeah. it makes you, you know, it's an escape. It's an escape. Yeah. Like you're focusing on something else. You're like, oh wow, these last two hours, I was not really, I wasn't being worried about. I didn't about think this. about it. For I didn't two think hours. about it. Yeah. And then, and then once, once the game, I was over with the game. Then it come, it comes back. Yeah. But it's like I don't know of a lot of media other than music, in my opinion, yeah. that can really pull you away from experiences, yeah. that, that, that pull you away from sad things in your life, yeah. and and kind of make you feel somewhat joy. Yeah, and can be Just there for you, be there for you, comfort you in a way. It's kind of strange because you know, like Jason and I mentioned, we're old school RPG fans. Yeah. We love RPGs and stuff like that, and like. The, the sense of progression and destiny, like yeah. that's something that I love. Like when you do progress, it is an amazing feeling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love the game. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to chime in about? Sure. Yeah. There's one thing in particular that I haven't heard many people mention that I, I saw this in an interview a while back. I think the most interesting thing for me in Destiny is the idea that they want to take your guardian and make it where in the future if they're releasing new games in this yeah. series like new spin-offs things like that that you're going to be able to take your guardian from this game and use it in yeah. their next game that you're going to be able to kind of live with this character that this is going to yeah. be your avatar yeah. your your uh per- part of this universe and you kind of get yeah. that attachment to it yeah i sure. think that's a really cool idea and i haven't seen many games do that where your character comes with you right uh through this entire series so i'm mm-hmm. really curious to see where this franchise goes from here i do too because you for can me, only this improve game is i like think a proof of concept this right is like, right this exactly. is our idea it's a proof of concept right. so the next one i think will have more because they're like, listening to the feedback. I mean, they, they, the they have a and they want uh, more of a story. Scott Lowe yeah. from IGN, uh, former IGN uh, guy. He he's the active uh, the Activision community manager. Yeah, 
and that's what his job is, is to take feedback, do you know, yeah. do the message boards, the yeah. social media, and do all this stuff. And so, like, he he's heard all the feedback, he's yeah. heard all this stuff, and he's reporting that to his higher ups and stuff. Yeah. People are people are hearing about that. This the main criticism people have is a story, yeah. which that can be fixed and, and updated Easily. later on, later on down the you know in subsequent titles. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it's only going to get improved. They can only get better yeah, with this, yeah. and this yeah. series. I think that that's the other thing that's worth really mentioning with Destiny. Yeah. Uh, as as I'm titled, I think they've really listened to feedback extremely well, yeah. and they've already made sweeping changes to the game since yeah. it's yeah. launched. Oh, yeah. Since Definitely. it's launched. And every yeah. time there's an update, they make new changes. And I will say this about the DLC, because I haven't gotten all the way through it, but to me it feels like they took notes. They were like, oh, crap, people didn't like the story. Yeah. Let me make more of a story in this next DLC to kind of make up for the lack of story we had here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think they're listening, which makes me... Because I'm not going to lie, like, and not a knock to Activision, but in a lot of ways, people think of Activision as the evil empire. Like, they see them as the Call of Duty makers, they see them as they make these big, huge, just steamroller franchises, so it's like, we make tons of money, why do we have to listen to the consumer? But look at Destiny. Like, they listened. Every time the customer was like, hey, we don't like this, or hey, you need to fix this. They were Johnny on the spot with fixing it. Yeah. You know, we'll, what I mean? we'll, we'll, th- this topic we'll we'll definitely touch in a little bit more in detail in our another, next episode. Yeah. But I do see where you're coming at for that. So, but yeah, that's Deuce's number one. Yeah, for sure. To, to reiterate, Jason's number one was Child of Light. Or uh, Shovel Knight, excuse me. Shovel, yeah. so, let me, Shovel let me, Knight, Child of Light. Well, uh, they're both amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shovel Knight. That's true. It yeah. does, they do yeah. ride all day. <laughs> Shovel Knight was Jason's number one. Deuce's number one was Destiny. Destiny. Number one with a bullet. <laughs> and of mine is, of course, a game that Jason mentioned earlier. Really, uh, South Park: The Stick of Truth. Really, wow. it still made my number one game of the year because it, it surprised me. It surprised me more than any game that I played this year. Not necessarily saying it's the is not technically the best game. No, but it, it is the game that surprised me the the most. Also, made me laugh the most. It made me just have fun. Like it wasn't Child of Light and all these other games have these things that really mean a lot to me, but. Something with the stick of truth, like there's something in that game that just speaks to me. And I'm I'm an old school South Park fan. I haven't. There's been some great new episodes and all yeah. that. But I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I haven't seen every episode. I'm not no. a diehard. So I'm coming into it saying, hey, I know these characters. I know the world that it's in. We've kind of already talked about this earlier, yeah. but it it is so much fun. I I played it on PC, which also gave me a chance to play on my PC because I I don't. I'm not a really big PC gamer. Yeah. Which you know, Jason loves PC and he love you know, it. We, you know, we yeah. talked about this in our interview that we had with him, but uh, this kind of gave me an excuse to play my play on my PC as well. And plus, I don't think the specs were crazy for the PC. No, it was like you didn't have to have crazy specs to run it, which I think was cool. Which makes me think even more they could easily port it to the Xbox One and the PS4. So you know, I could play it. Well, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> it, 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 they, they can if they do that. It, I you have you have to look at the you have to look at it this way. Do you do you, what do you charge it? For since it's been a game that's been a year, I mean, I just it's yeah. on sale right now for thirteen dollars on yeah. PC, right? Yeah, uh, and Steam or whatever, you can get it pretty cheap. Yeah. So if you port it over to the PS4 and Xbox One, do you make it twenty bucks? Do you make it thirty dollars? Do you... I think it depends on if you make a physical copy or if you make it. No, a they wouldn't make a physical. They would ship it out. Downloadable only. I say twenty to thirty. Is they would like make it your, downloadable. Your sweet spot. And then the question just becomes: Is it financially viable? Exactly. That was my next yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to think. Okay, how much money do we have to spend to be able to port, port it? it? Like, and then. And port what, it right. And port it right. And sure. then on top of that, how much money are we going to make back? Because what sort of price point do we have to put it back? The only thing I think in its favor is if they can easily port it, because think about it. it they've already made it for the PC. Porting it from a PC to PS4 is 
Well, the, well it, it was on PS3 yeah. and it was on PS3 and Xbox 360. So I don't so. think it would be. I don't think it would take a giant team. I think is what I'm trying to say. So I think there's a good way that they could. Well, they it. might even it have might another team. They yeah. might even have hire another team outside team to port it because a yeah. lot of companies don't. When they do ports, they have other teams um, it handle over. it for them while they're yeah. doing their other big games. You know, a lot of companies will do that. Well, I just think um, this is extra money that they can use for the sequel because I'm not gonna lie, like the well, whole. I don't know if we'll get a sequel. Actually, to be honest, really, yeah, because I've I've read a lot of interviews uh, from them, and they're like, and they were like, hey, yeah. this took a lot of time out of us. Yeah, uh, and unless they are gonna, unless they're gonna stop doing the show, yeah. uh, that's their main baby right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, they sold it. I mean, it sold really well. Yeah. I mean, people enjoyed it. It did. It did well. You know, um, for me, I feel like what the, I guess the best way to answer why I love this game because I don't think I'm doing a good job justifying why it's number one. It feels like an extended episode, like a very extended episode. Mm-hmm. Like you go into it and you're like, wow, I I'm enjoying what I'm watching. I, this yeah. could be an episode that I would watch. Yeah. I love this. This is great. It's funny, well written, amazing music. As I said earlier, yeah. uh, easy to play. It's not too complex. Yeah. Uh, and there's just so many little nuggets and things you can find in the game that you're like, oh, that's so cool. So if you're a fan of South Park, it, it kind of winks at you. You're like, yeah. oh, it pays, you know, yeah. it nods to you or whatever. But you, can, I, I, I guess my question to you guys is, if you're not a fan of South Park, would this game really relate? Would you think people would enjoy the game? Yes, because and I can answer this right now. I haven't watched South Park since the first couple seasons. Okay, yeah. and I loved it. So. I, I think anybody can pick up this game and play it if you like in general like RPGs, yeah, um, things things like that. that yeah, it's it's yeah. worth it's definitely worth it. And actually, just to mention one other thing, before you had mentioned you didn't you said that you didn't feel like you were justifying that it was well. No, how do you put South Park ahead of Child of Light? Hold Shovel on, Knight? I'm, actually, I'm actually going to answer that because I think this is really an interesting dynamic. Look yeah. at the three of us, and we've been chatting. Yeah. We all have different games. We yeah. had, Johnny and I. We had a couple of different games that were on the same list. Yeah. But I don't think a game of the year has to be the technical best game of the year, right. like yeah. to to be considered someone's personal game. It's we all enjoyed something different, yeah. very different yeah. things, and that's yeah. you don't have to say, oh, well, I am not. Just, if you enjoyed this more than any other game, that's awesome. Yeah, that's man. really cool. Yeah, that's what makes gaming so special and unique, right? Yeah, that's and, true. Because there's something for everybody, and I mean, yeah. there's something for. The RPGs to the shooters to the to the sports games like I, I love the wrestling you know two K fifteen yeah, yeah mm-hmm. there, there's something for everybody and I think that's what makes gaming so special because anybody can come to the table right. everybody from your your dude bra gamer that only plays Call of Duty and, and Madden, Madden bra yeah we know those gamers yeah, yeah to the hardcore I only do JRPGs and I'm only playing those I mean like you, hey. yeah, yeah you've got the, the the two totally different ends of the spectrum but we can all kind of meet at the middle because right. we all Love share video love. games, you yeah. know, and I think that that's that's kind of like the bond we all share. Yeah, and that's what game of the year should be about. Yeah. Exactly. So, wow, guys, thank for thank you for you know divulging your top five games of the year. And I thought we would just kind of throw out some games. Don't have to go in full detail here, but just some games that you enjoyed that didn't make your top five that you're just like, hey, that was a really fun game. I had a good time with it. Ooh, on any, the spot. If we could just be random, throw them out in any order. So if there's games that you were just like, hey. Yeah. You know, was there other games that you played this year, Jason, that you were like, hey, that was fun? All right, so... Well, before we do that, do we want to wrap this episode up and put that, like, at the beginning of the next episode? Because I've got, like, three honorable mentions. I mean, well, we no, could... no, no, I think okay. let's just do it quick. Okay. No, we're okay. not doing, like, all right, let's spend 30 minutes on each honorable mention. This is, okay. like... Yeah. This is what I liked. I liked it for this reason. Done. Yeah. Next one. You okay. know, this, we're just throwing... This is, like, a lightning thing. Yeah. We're really quick. Uh, I'll start off with mine. Uh, a game that I got to play on PC mm. that blew me away, The Banner Saga... 
amazing. I've heard great things about that. Uh, it's a real time strategy game, um, and that's that that plays to the old. 1994 Johnny who was playing uh, Command and Conquer Red Alert. Oh, wow. uh, phenomenal. Um, some, it's a, it kind of called to me there. Uh, the music was uh, written by uh, Austin Wintery, the guy who uh, got nominated um, for an Emmy. For, was it an Emmy? Or for uh, Journey? For the, the music for Journey. Uh, phenomenal score. Um, one of the best video game scores of the year um, behind Destiny. Uh, it kind of it's emotional. It tells two stories. It's kind of it's got fantasy elements in it. So yeah. if you like fantasy, it's cool uh, as well. But it's it's hard to explain the story because it's so there's so much going on in the story. But the actual down to the bare minimums, it is a real time strategy game. Yeah, you have your people. They have their their their, their, le- their life and their magic points. The other people have theirs. You're on one side of the board. They're on one side of the board. You're trying to take them out before they take you out. Essentially, what the game is about. But the way they overarc like the world that you're in, like they spend all this detail on, like when you're in this, like uh, you're in this, like inn that you're in, like they have like all little cups and like there's cracks in the cups and like there's there's like uh, mice walking around the the bottom of the, of the floor and there's kids rolling a ball outside. Like yeah. there's all these little minutia in the game that just blew me away. By this was also kickstarted. Yeah. And now they made enough money. They've done so well. This by Stoic Studios is the people that made this. They are able to make a second one now, and they just wow. announced that the PlayStation Experience, PlayStation Experience, they'll they'll be able to actually uh, put this on Vita and PS4. Oh, so that's awesome. I I think it it will it'll breathe, live and breathe really well on the Vita because of all the touchscreen elements. Uh, blew me away. Check it out. It's it's on sale right now for fifteen bucks. Check it out. Huge. Deuce, well, what else do you like this year? I'll tell you what. One of the games I liked, and this. This was a real hard one to make my top five list, so I would say if we were going to have a number six, this would have been number six, and that's Watch Dogs. Oh, I very really, fun. really like Watch Dogs. For me, and I'm not going to lie, and I said this when we talked about it in our review episode for Watch Dogs, it was a lot like Assassin's Creed 1 was, where, in my opinion, I believe it was a proof of concept. They're like, look, this is the idea we have, and they made a game around that, and they might not have fully fleshed out all the characters or all the ideas, but it was a cool... Um, experience and was a lot of fun because I mean yes it was a lot like Grand Theft Auto but the hacking and all the cool things you could do with the hacking really to me changed the game and it kind of blew the whole sandbox genre wide open because it's like like a prime example right now I'm playing Grand Theft Auto for my PlayStation 4 loving it having a great time but even as I'm playing it I'm like man I wish this was Watch Dogs like I wish I could hack into that or I wish I could you know right. turn you know this traffic light off or hack this ATM or break into this computer and get information so to make this mission easier like which is funny because a lot of people compared it to Grand Theft Auto and now that I'm replaying Grand Theft Auto on the PS PlayStation 4 I'm comparing it to Watch Dogs and wishing that's I had funny features from Watch Dogs in it and yeah it was a fun game. Like I enjoyed the story. It, right. I had a lot of fun with it. It was a great game. And like yeah. I said, if I probably had a number six spot in our list, this would have been number six because it's a good game. It's yeah. a lot. I'm of fun. looking forward yeah. to Watch Dogs too. Uh, I, yeah. I think Watch they're going to expand. Two, I think it's going to be because with Ubisoft, balls. in my opinion, um, and. I've called it Ubisoft since yeah, day one, yeah. but I've heard Jason say Ubisoft. What is is there a correct pronunciation yeah. or is this a tomato tomato thing? Yeah, it's Ubi. Ubisoft. Okay, yeah. I always we, say Ubisoft. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's Ubisoft. the way I've always said it. Okay. Uh, uh, but uh, so Ubisoft, uh, the the Ubisoft game. I, I they always I love their second iterations in the in a series. 
Like I, I argue Black Flag and, and Assassin's Creed Two are one of the best games that they've ever made. Yeah. I phenomenal games uh, for different reasons. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to Watch Dogs Two because I feel like Me they're going to take expand upon that concept and just hit the ground running with it. Well, even with the DLC, because I got the the season pass for Watch Dogs and the DLC that came out with the the other hacker character you met. Like, even playing that... T-Bone. Yeah, T-Bone. Even playing that, I was like, wow, they listened to some of the feedback, and, like, they added some things to it, and it was like... I'm not going to say it was a sneak preview, per se, at Watch Dogs 2, but you could definitely see, like, oh, there's some baby steps here, so we're going to see a little bit more in Watch Dogs 2, and I can't wait. Like, if they came out at E3 and showed, like, a Watch Dogs 2 trailer, I would poo my pants. Yeah, looking forward game. to it. Uh, just a couple other games, real quick. Mario Kart Eight, one yeah. of the best Mario Kart games I've played since uh, Double Dash. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I really enjoyed Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker, which I yeah, got for the got holidays. For yeah. Excellent, fun game, really enjoyable. Uh, and then, of course, the the Super Smash Brothers 3DS. I don't know how they were able to handle yeah. and make a, a portable version of Smash and make yeah. it work well. Blew my mind. So those are some honorable mentions this year that I really like. Well, how I've about- got a couple more, but before I go to that, I want to talk about the one that you got for Christmas, the Dragon Age, because you were telling me you really dig in Dragon Age. I'm, I'm liking it, but I, I well, you haven't had enough I haven't time, had really. time to play with it. That's why it's not an honorable mention. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to really play it. We'll, we'll go into it in another episode, yeah. but... Uh, what else, dudes? Anything well, else? I, yeah, I wanted to say, because I don't think this game got near enough love, is the crew. Because I got the crew, and I've really been digging it. And what I like is basically what it was. They took the idea of a race car game and married it with an RPG. Because you level up your racer, not just your car, your racer. So, like, you kind of get experience points by winning races and doing little things. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a great idea. And... Me and you both talked about it for a while there. There was no review, yeah. no review. And I'm like, man, what's going on? But, I mean, it's a great game. Like, I've had a lot of fun with it. Now, same thing, kind of like Dragon Age. I could only tell you I probably put in maybe six to eight hours in it. So, I haven't had a ton of time. Yeah, I've, I've only put two hours in a Dragon Age. Yeah. So, I'm super early. Uh, 1% yeah. of the game. So, um, I can't really put a... But, so far, like, I like the story. The idea of leveling up your racer along mm-hmm. with, you know, getting parts for your vehicle and things right. like that. I just think it's really cool. Like, whoever came up with that idea... Kudos to them, and I just don't think it got near the love it probably should have. What gotten. else? Anything else to do on your uh, list? Well, the only my last one is EA Sports UFC. Because oh, that's surprising that it's yeah, on your list. It is because, and I'll tell you <laughs> why. I'm a huge, huge uh, UFC fan. Um, and when THQ went down, EA Sports bought the rights to it, and I remember it was kind of the big reveal. I want to say it was last year's E3 where they showed the logo, and it was like EA Sports UFC, and that's all you saw. So I was kind of really looking forward to this, but I was also kind of worried because I'm like, how is it going to play? Because UFC is hard. Like the, as I call it, the clanging and banging, when you're standing up and punching and kicking, that's easy. But once you're getting down on the ground and you're trying to do grapples and submission moves, that's when it always would, in my opinion, kind of screw up because it was really, really hard to like do that with the controller, if that makes any sense, like a way that made it play and have fun. But they they made a great system with it, and the career mode was awesome where you got to improve your character. You also got to have, like, celebrities come and, like, train you, like George St. Pierre come train you, and it would unlock new moves because oh, yeah. just George St. Pierre, you know, mm-hmm. trained you and stuff. But, I, man, like, as far as sports games go, that and WWE 2K are, like, my two big sports games of the year, hands down, and I can't wait for the next one. Yep. So that's – you've had it, folks. This is our uh, best of 2014 – I'd like to thank Jason Kuntz. Definitely. For joining in us in the studio. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. And, um, of course, send us a line. 
hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. And hit us up on Twitter at hhpodcastshow. And definitely let us know what you think of your favorite games of 2014. And uh, is there anything you want to uh, plug, Jason? Oh, gosh. Uh, people keep keep tuning in this show. This is awesome. You guys yeah. are doing an awesome job. I appreciate you guys having me in. All right. We, we wish you guys and gals a very happy new year. Definitely. From the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. See ya. Later. <laughs>